What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Canucks Weekly Podcast. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by Jack Friedman, and the Canucks are 0 and 7. I, I mean, is there much else to say here, Jack? The Canucks are 0 and 7. This is not being a good start. Not being a good start. This is, this is historically disastrous. Never mind, not good start, man. Just putting it is, lightly, you're right. Oh, uh, it's just, it's so heartbreaking, heartbreaking, honestly. And uh, I, I hope that there's people who care enough about the Canucks to tune in and talk to us about it. Yeah, I at agree. this point, you know, like I was expecting us to have a great season and for people just to be so down to follow the Canucks. And now I'm just losing my enthusiasm, you know? And I feel like that might be across the board. I feel like there's a lot of Canucks fans right now that are losing or have lost their enthusiasm about this team. I mean, playoff chances. I mean, I, I don't even know if we can talk about the playoffs anymore. Honestly, well, here's after the thing. Start. You know who's enthusiastic? Mason. Mason. Mason yes. What is up, Mason? I see you, buddy, in the chat. What is up? Thanks so much uh, for joining us. Shoot us your, uh, your Canucks questions, or if you just want to rip on the Canucks, uh, send it our way in the live chat, and that goes for everybody else uh, watching us. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like we were just talking before we went live, like retools, rebuilds, whatever you want to call them. It's not supposed to take 10 years. It's supposed to take five years. It's supposed to take less than five years. Uh, the Penguins drafted Crosby in 2005, 2006 ish. They won the cup in 2009. The, the Blackhawks drafted Kane and Taves. They won the, they won the cup in 2010. Uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable that the Canucks are still spinning their wheels from when they had Kessler, from when they had Luongo, till now. And it feels like nothing's changed. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, the word rebuild is bring, being brought up scares me. It really does. Because like you said, we've basically been doing a rebuild for the last eight, nine seasons. It's, and yeah. to start a new rebuild now, which would be another three, four years, well, if done correctly... I, I don't that, know if I can thing, take man, it. Is it to, like takes us into our first topic here with like the the Bo Horvat trade rumors and the jerseys being thrown on the ice. Like, yeah, with the captain getting traded, like if he does get traded, obviously, like what do you call that other than a rebuild? Uh, yeah, it's a rebuild. I mean, if you I remember the old Jim Benning era calling it a, a retool, but. If you want to do it properly, it's it has a bunch to be of a nonsense. It's a rebuild. Like we, yeah. we got to be honest about what's going on here. You can't half-ass things. You got to full-ass. You got to really put your do full-ass on the line. And, and I just don't see them doing that. They keep taking these half measures and half steps and making excuses, and it's just disgustingly pathetic. It is pathetic, and you know we saw the jerseys on the ice. I, fans are fed up. It's clear. I gave I mean, you my thoughts on that last when you were streaming. I was commenting on that. I I don't like the throwing the jerseys on the ice. I think like I'm a diehard. I'm a homer. I will support the Canucks through thick and thin. Here's the thing: you're not supposed to like it. You're not supposed to like the jersey being thrown on the ice. That's the point. Well, I get the message that they're trying to send, and it does send a particular message. But me as a fan, I wouldn't throw my jersey. No, but. Maybe, you know, maybe what I would do is go buy, like, go buy a jersey for five bucks on the black market or whatever it is and toss that on the ice to make a point. <laughs> I, I get that. That sort of makes sense to me. But it just looks bad. It reminds me of what was going on in Edmonton a couple of years ago. And it, I, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm never going to like it. I can't like it. It's not possible. 
No, I mean, and again, you're not supposed to like something like that. And I think the point is, it's just that, that's how frustrated the fans are. Um, you know, someone's throwing, what are they, 200 bucks now for a brand new jersey? I think it was yeah, a same- you're not buying $200 jersey. Like, who on this yeah. team would you even want a jersey from besides Patterson? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, who's still going to be around next season other than, than Hughes and Patterson? Yeah. At this rate, if the team actually does anything. And I mean, with Bo Horvat, I mean, I almost think you have to trade him if this is the route you're going because, you know, pending free agent, you don't want to lock up this guy if you want to trade him. As soon as you lock him up, you've, you've basically pissed away all of his trade value. Yeah. So maybe you do have to move a Bo Horvat. Well, here, let's like, I mean, that takes us to the next thing is JT Messier here. Like, uh, let, JT like, Messier, I love that. Yeah. Like, it's just what it is, man. He signs this yeah. contract and he comes in and he's on for all eight goals in the first two games. Like, what is this? What are we doing here? Um, you know, looking at his points again, again, like four goals, seven games, I, I guess that's not too bad. Um, couple of them we were more. fluky goals. We need more. We, we need more, and we need more from the team in general. And We need a defense core. Yes, we, we really do. Um, you know, Thatcher Demko's it. been okay, but he can only do so much. Well, that's the thing, man. I was reading a thing today. Look, we've got high-class offense. We've got a high-class goalie. But we've got such garbage defense that the offense can't do their job because the defense can't break out the puck. The goalie can't do his job because the defense can't stop the puck. So it's just the linchpin of the team and it's undermining everything. I mean, are we that impressed with the offense of this team right now? I'm just saying they're potential, right? We've got Pedersen, we've got Miller, we've got these young Russians who are coming in. Like these guys are supposed to score goals, but they can't because the defense sucks. Yeah, no, exactly. And and with Quinn Hughes being out the last couple of games, you really saw it. I mean, the team cannot move the puck out of the back end. It's it's brutal to watch. Um, you know, when our top guys are, are Tyler Myers and Oliver Ekman Larson, I mean, that, that just says it all right there. You're not going to go far with a defense like that. And only the, like we've got the injury bug already. Like Hughes was out. I think he's still out. Pretty sure. He, and, uh, Hughes is day to day, but yeah, he's yeah, still out. He's pretty much still out. We um, yeah. Curtis Lazar and Brock Besser were placed on IR. Like this team is oh, just man. absolutely gutted. Yeah, right off the get go, the team's gutted. And I mean, can you imagine one or two more injuries, which is not out of the realm of possibility Dude, here? In the imagine an injury to, to Demko. Yeah, yeah. They would that would sink the team game. right away. Exactly. Uh, by the way, Mason, thanks for jumping in with the uh, Halloween talk. He's <laughs> saying you should be Adam Sandler uh, for Halloween. I'm not sure why. I don't know who Adam Sadler is. I've never heard of Adam Sadler. Sandler. Yeah, there you go. Okay, there we go. Points. Happy Gilmore. There we go. <laughs> uh, great movie. Great movie. Um, yeah, Besser being injured, that, that hurts, although... <laughs> To be honest, do we notice much from Brock Besser anymore? You know what? That's another thing. I saw a Reddit post, and while it made me sad, it was it it felt fairly accurate. It said, "I'm sorry, but the Canucks players are overrated." Um, Pedersen, he's touted as a superstar. He's probably just a star. Besser, yeah. he's touted as a 50 goal scorer. He's probably just a maybe a third line, borderline second line player. Horvat, he's supposed to be this grinding forward, power forward guy. Eh, he's kind of maybe a second line guy at best. JT Miller supposed to score ninety goals every se- or ninety points every season. 
he's like a decent second line center on a good day. Yeah, like you know I think I mean? we like, just saw his peak. Yeah. Those guys, while I love these guys and I love the team, that post is right. Like these guys are not the cream of the crop as far as the league goes. And we're paying them as though they are. We're paying, yeah, exactly. And there's no reason why. I mean, not to just absolutely shit on the city of Winnipeg or anything, but it's not like we're Winnipeg and we have to overpay people to come to the city of Vancouver. You shouldn't no. be doing that in this situation. But we are, like you said, we're paying top dollar to second tier players. And I don't know, at a certain point, that that comes down to the GM. I mean, it's on the GM to make trades and to get those players in. He's the only guy that can do that. Yeah, the the rot starts at the top in this in this pile of garbage, and, and it's working its way down. That's the thing. Um, we've always heard rumors about the uh, the ownership interfering with the GM and the GM yeah. not being able to do their job. It's I don't even know what to say at this point. It just seems like the the management, the administration of this team, is just I I, I have no words for it. It, it they're they're not. They don't know what they're doing. They're they're a headless chicken. Yeah, and, and it's disappointing. You know, we had so much hope coming into this season. I mean, listen to the first couple episodes of this podcast. We had a lot yeah. of hope. We were talking about making the playoffs and all that. Mm-hmm. And we're here, what, a couple weeks later? We're at we're this sunk, point. man. We were just talking about it, too. <laughs> like, the math on this makes no sense, right? Like, yeah. a... a, a uh, a president's trophy winning team will win 55 games. They'll have like 20 losses ish. Uh, yeah, 20, makes 20 the... to 30% losses is fine. Yeah. 100% not so much. A team that just barely makes the playoffs is still getting between 40 and 45 wins. Yeah. The Canucks have already burned a quarter or more of their allowable losses and they haven't got a win under their belt. Like, we should. If, if if things looked right and they had five losses and two overtime losses, they should have like 12, 13, 14, 15 wins at this point, you know? Yeah. We need to win 20 games in a row to get back on track here. And, you know, here's the thing. Vancouver Canucks come out. Let's say they beat the Seattle Kraken on Thursday. I still don't have confidence that this is an over 500 team. The way that they're playing right now, even if they come out with the win, you play against a stronger team. I don't know if the Vancouver Canucks are going to win. And to get out of this hole, yeah, they they need to go in a hell of a win streak. I mean, it's not just five games we're talking about here. It's, it's 10, 15 games. They need to go in a heater. And then after that, they need to maintain it because of the hole that they dug at the start of the season. And I just don't know if it's possible. I really don't. It, it just reminds me so much of last season. I, I don't want to yeah. see Bruce get fired, but... I feel like the management are going to do something stupid like that because they're not going to fire themselves. And it's so clear. I, I don't know. It's clear to me and sitting on the sidelines. I mean, I guess it's easy to say this without actually knowing what's going on in the locker room and all that. But I really think this is down to the players. I, I don't think changing the coach is going to do a damn thing at this no, point. No, me neither. No. It, it's down to personnel here. And again, it's yeah. down to this management group. I mean, you inherited Jim Benning's version of the Vancouver Canucks. And what did you do? Basically, put a stamp of approval on it, bolster your lineup, spending more money on JT Miller and, you know, signing free agents like Mikhaev. Basically, you're saying that, you know, this Jim Benning team is is good. And this is what we're going to roll with. We're going to add a couple 
complimentary pieces and that's what's all it's going to take. Well, then why did you fire that management group in the first place if that's yeah. all you're going to do here? It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, that brings us to, to what Yannick Hansen had to say. And I thought it was interesting because he was one of my favorite death players on the Canucks back in the day. And, you know, he has a good perspective on it. Uh, I'll just read the quote here. So he says, this started when they fired Alain Vigneault back when we got swept by San Jose. It's been 10 years. I haven't seen the fruit of their labor, if you will. I don't think they're closer to winning the Stanley Cup than they were when they traded Kessler. It seems like you need something radical to shake this up. When old veterans are coming out and saying stuff like this, and it's not the first time, you know, we've heard comments from other players too. Like, yeah, it's just obvious to everyone that whatever the Canucks are doing right now is not working. And who knows what Yannick Hansen knows behind the scenes? Because I'm sure he's got, you know, uh, he's got ins with people in the league. Because obviously he's a nice sure. player. Um, it just doesn't bode well when somebody like Yannick Hansen is coming out and uh, criticizing the Canucks like that. Because, like we said at the beginning, a, a rebuild's supposed to take five years or less. The the Penguins did it. The Blackhawks did it. I could point to a bunch of other teams. Yeah, like Kings. Yep. Yeah. Man, uh, like, look at the Florida Panthers now. I know they haven't had any playoff success, but they're at the mm -hmm. top of the league right now. They've they've obviously done something right in terms of their 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 uh, their team building. Man, look at the and, Colorado Avalanche who just won the yeah, Stanley Cup. The they Canucks were at the were bottom. At the of the bottom. They yeah. were at the bottom. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's so clear over and over again. Whatever the Canucks are doing is not working. I I I, I can't even. I hey, don't even know. Trevor Linden was right. Trevor Linden was basically fired because he was vouching for a complete teardown and rebuild of the team at the time in, I don't know, 2014, 2015. He got let go and they went with Jim Benning's plan, which was this half-assed retool of retooling on the fly. Whatever the hell that means. Adding Jay Beagle, that's going to solve, solve everything. Retooling on the fly is like signing random depth free agents. Yeah for more money than they're worth apparently. And again, hey, if we went with Trevor Linden's plan back in 2014, go through a 5-year rebuild, say it takes 6 years, say hell, say it takes 7 years, mm. we'd be in a better position than we are now. We really would be. Well, like, the moves like remember with the Eric Eric Goodbranson. Yeah. And uh and Jason um what's his name? Garrison? Garrison, yes. Yeah. See, they they made moves like that that were just sort of sideway moves, paying these guys way more money than they were worth. And it didn't actually help the team. Getting guys like Sven Berchi and thinking he's the yeah. solution to your top six. I mean, throw. here's the thing too. These are all players that were basically throwaways from their old teams. Exactly. And we took them on thinking that, we're going to get a miracle out of these guys. We, you know, we gave up a second round pick for what was it? Lyndon Vay of the LA. Remember that guy? He did absolutely nothing. We gave up yep. a second round pick for him. Yep. Didn't, didn't he get kicked out or something or there's something, something weird with his family. I think his like his dad hired a hitman or something. Yeah, <laughs> I've been getting some crazy story. Something crazy with yeah. Lyndon Bay. I mean, his dad <laughs> hiring a hitman and the craziest thing about him is he got a second round pick in return. <laughs> that, that says a lot right there. Yeah, it's sad. I, I I don't even know what to say about the team at this point. Like we came in with such high hopes that I just feel like my my heart has been crushed in these last seven games, um, especially with uh, the way that they blew those leads. It, it was just yeah. so absolutely pathetic. Um, this game against Carolina where they were f battling so hard and then they just give up these two freaking ridiculously lame goals back to back. 
that first one especially was terrible where yeah. it like sort of just squeaked by Demko and he just banged it in behind him. Oh, it's how do you well, watch this here, and be okay the with thing, it? Here's the thing too with that Carolina game. Carolina had a goal disallowed and one of Vancouver's goals was a complete fluke. Yep. So you could say the, the goal differential in that game would have been much higher. Like um, say five to two. Yeah, five it, to exactly. Yeah. And you know, the Carolina Hurricanes it seemed like they weren't even trying to be honest. Like this was just a pedestrian day for them, a shitty hockey team that they can just play at 60, 70% and still come out with the win. And, and I feel like that's what we saw there. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I, don't see the Canucks, I don't see the effort coming out of the Canucks. It's just not there. Um, even, no. even players like that. I usually love like Connor Garland, like he'll come out, he'll maybe make a hit or something, but it's just not enough. It's just not enough. And once you get to this point of, you know, almost desperation among the players, you start to see what we saw last year, and it only makes things worse. You start to see individual performances, not team performances. So you're going to see Elias Pedersen now trying to get on, you know, the TSN top 10 role and and deke out five people on the ice, and it's not going to work. It's never going to work. It's just so painful to watch when he does stuff like that. But oh, man, man, you just have to hope that he's gonna, you know, keep some discipline, at least for the team's sake. Again, I, I don't see where, 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 where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I want to see a blockbuster trade. That's what I want to see. That's that's what I want to see. And you know what? You have you have to do something now. This isn't like oh, it's early. People are overreacting. No, it's you've lost seven games in a row. At the at the end of the week, it could be nine games. Um, what does it take? Does it take losing 10 in a row? Well, I mean, let's talk about that a bit. Like where, where do you, who do you think the Canucks can realistically beat in the next few days? Like we've got a game against the Kraken. I don't know how good the Kraken are. You know, I'm thinking if there's a game that the Vancouver Canucks are going to win, it's going to be against the Seattle Kraken. The Penguins, I mean, they're playing well and lots of people are calling for the Penguins to have a, a big year this year. Hmm. And I don't think traditionally the Canucks have played well against the Penguins. Not that that really matters, but it's also a back-to-back game. Yeah. And then uh, November 1st, I'll actually be at that game. The Devils and Canucks. Um, yeah. They they better get a damn win that night. I'll tell you that. I'm not yeah. going to spend money on a loss, but yeah, uh, there's Anaheim, Nashville. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad and pathetic to be quite honest that, we're looking at teams like the Devils and the Kraken, and we're like, I don't know. <laughs> if, if we're not going to beat those teams, what teams are we going to beat? I'm looking at the list here, and I'm, you know, any good team, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a loss right away. And then any yeah. mediocre bad team, I'm like, I don't know. It's like a 50-50 shot here, which is, which is not where this team should be, which is not the where Canucks, we expect them to be. We're at rock bottom. We, we are at rock bottom. This is what it feels like. Like, have we been digging down for eight years? That's what it feels like. It really does. Yeah. I mean, on paper, obviously, coming into the season, it looked all right. But, I mean, we we were we knew, though, because we've been saying since the beginning, the yeah. defense isn't good. The defense isn't good. The defense isn't good. And we were more right about that than I, than I would have hoped. And you lose Quinn Hughes, and it, it just completely falls apart. It really does because we cannot move the puck. He's the only guy on that back end that can move the puck properly. We're the only team in the league without a win. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Um, I mean, maybe we can beat Anaheim. I don't know. They have one win. I mean, you got to hope. I mean, you got to start getting wins against these other bad teams. I hate that I'm saying that, but they are other bad teams. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. I mean, sure, right off the game against the Penguins, and you know the Preds are pretty good, and you know let's be honest, the Senators are playing pretty well. That that's going to be a tough stretch after playing, you know, uh, playing in this homestand. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule; it's it's not an easy schedule coming up. No, there's a big Eastern Eastern Conference uh, road trip there with the what is it, the Atlantic Division? Pretty yeah. Sure. Yeah, Atlantic. Yeah, and uh, I mean those teams are good teams. They are, you know. Um, Toronto's a good team. Boston's a good team. Montreal's a decent team. Um, I don't know about Ottawa, but uh, I, I'm not never really going to have faith in Ottawa. Hey, they're uh, an up and coming team. In a couple of years, they're going to be the real deal. They've actually so. they've actually done a rebuild, and that's the big difference. So yep. Ottawa saw a lot of pain, a lot of pain in the last few years. Yeah. But now you're starting to see the results where they shed a lot of cap, they gained cap space, and they gained draft picks in those trades. And now those young guys are on the roster. You know what? It's something else that's major about Ottawa is that they lost Melnick. Yeah. And the Canucks still have our ownership group, and it's not looking any better. Exactly. Uh, Elias, thanks for jumping on the stream, saying Canucks have to go uh, 8 eight and 10 just to have the same record as last year when the Canucks cleaned house. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, so this is worse than last year, then, is what you're saying. And yeah, exactly, like which is hard to believe. It is hard to believe because from what we could tell last year, Green lost the room, and I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so what do you even say about this year? Yeah, I know. I mean, Boudreaux came in and things were great. It seemed in the locker room, it seemed like the guys love him. And then what, one off season and, and now it's the coach's problem all of a sudden. I mean, I just, I cannot see it. I just can't. No, no we um, need, we need a shakeup. We need a shakeup in a legitimate way. And I, I wish that us just saying it would make a trade happen. Um, but I, I just, I don't have faith that they're actually going to pull the trigger on it. Hey, maybe Patrick Alvin listens to the Canucks Weekly podcast. Oh, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope. Um, all right, should we talk about some other stuff around the league quickly? Yeah, the Canucks are too depressing. Well, we'll get back to our poll questions at the end of the episode, but let's uh, let's talk about something more positive. Iron Man streak. Here we go. Phil Kessel. Phil the Thrill. 990 um, straight games. It was something like 4,000 straight days without missing a uh, without missing an NHL game. Yeah. That's crazy. That is like insane. The uh, I mean, I know that Yandel just did it too, but I was hearing about Yandel is that um, a lot of the time his coaches were leaving him in just to keep the Ironman streak alive. Like he, yeah. he shouldn't have actually been on the roster. Um, so I, I kind of think Kessel's record is a little bit more legit in that sense because Kessel's useful day in and day out. I, he, I, I th- he, he scores goals. He does things that the team needs. Um, every team that's had him has really enjoyed having him. I mean, maybe except Toronto. I don't know. Cause Toronto's Toronto and that's how that goes. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, look, look at his stats know. last year. He had 52 points in 82 games. It's legit. He's still contributing. Oh yeah. How old oh, is yeah. he? He's 35 years old. I mean, goddamn. The, the hot dogs. That's the he's secret. Still, he still scores goals, man. His 400th, 400th goal is a nice goal. Yeah. No, it's it's unbelievable. So uh yeah, big shout out to Phil Kessel. I mean, it's kind of funny too. I mean, looking at him and you know all the jokes about the hot dogs and stuff. Mo- not the most athletic guy it seems on the surface, but yet he's the one guy 
who has not been injured this whole time throughout 990 <laughs> NHL insane. games. It almost doesn't Honestly, make sense. I really do have to say, too, is that uh, the San Jose fans giving him a standing O there. That was pretty classy. I liked that. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. When they announced um, his uh, breaking the record there. And, you know, it, it's not something that comes around every day. Like, I I, w- I could see Phil hitting 1,000, and I think he will. I don't see why not. You know, only he only has to make games. another 10 more games, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, you never know. A meteor could fall on his head. <laughs> like, I that's mean, about the only thing that's going to keep him out of a game at this point. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, for most guys, to get to 1,000 NHL games is is unbelievable. Like, you had an incredible career. Phil Kessel is going to get a thousand games without a single injury. I just, I just can't even fathom. I mean, I'm like, sure he's played hurt, but he's never played or he's never had an injury that's kept him out, which is insane. I mean, I don't know if any of us can say in the last 10 years, we haven't missed a day of work because we had a runny nose for crying out loud. And Phil Kessel is just like, actually has a physical job here where he's getting pounded by the opposition and yeah, 990 games doesn't and miss a single oftentimes, one. Oftentimes, top defenseman in the NHL oh, yeah. on Phil Kessel. Like he's on the top line of most teams he's playing. Totally. You know, like when he was playing on Arizona, he was their best player. When he was playing on uh, Toronto, he was their best player. When he was playing in Boston, even he was one of their best players. And he, yeah, where else has he been? He's been a couple other places. Uh, well, he's with Vegas right now. Yeah, he's with Vegas. Um, but it was Toronto. Pittsburgh, sorry. Pittsburgh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he won the Cups with Pittsburgh. So there you go. Yeah, like he was – man. Elias saying uh, Kessel is fast AF too. Yeah, he is. He's legit, man. Speed He's demon. just legit. And that's what you I, need to keep up with the modern game, right? You have to be fast. You can't yeah. rely on those other skills. I have all kinds of time for Phil Kessel. That's the kind of player the Canucks need. Yeah. For sure. Um, you mentioned speaking Arizona. Speaking of Phoenix, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You mentioned Arizona. And we just had to bring this up. I'm sure everybody's seen this already on Twitter, but the, the visitor locker rooms or the temporary visitor locker rooms right now uh, in Mullet Arena, incredible name, Mullet Arena, uh, for the Arizona Coyotes is basically, uh, it's almost like Tent City. It's basically a bunch of drapes uh, hung up around as dividers. Uh, for the visiting locker room. And I mean, God damn it. There's there's kids that are playing minor hockey that have way better facilities than what the NHL is presenting to these teams coming in and playing Arizona. It's an absolute joke, not just on the Arizona Coyotes, but the NHL as a whole. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah and you know, it's not the only thing that the NHL is kind of a laughing stock about. Like this, this thing with Arizona is terrible. But there's another complaint that I've been hearing a lot about on the internet lately is the uh, the blackouts and the streaming services. Yeah. Um, the NHL is just making it difficult to be a fan of the sport. Yeah, they, they really are. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people in, in certain markets. Yeah, there's been really bad blackouts. The Ottawa Senators being one, which you wouldn't expect, but, you know, being a Canadian team. Uh, apparently, a lot of the streaming services, you can't get some of their games because TSN, like, four or something has some of the Ottawa Senators games or something crazy. I mean, just make it easy for the fans. Like well, how hard is it? And, and the reason why I think this is related to the Arizona thing is that like, what is the NHL doing? Letting them play in a 5,000 seat arena. Like it's just not good for the sport. And it's just another thing like with the streaming services, it's, it's just making it difficult for people to actually enjoy the game. And I, I don't know why they're doing this. It seems like a bad business practice. And again, when it comes down to Arizona and all of the arena issues and the fact that 
all of this is going on. They're playing in Mullet Arena, you know, shanty town for for locker rooms for the oppositions coming into town. I mean, why is the team still there? And I know this question has been going around for 10, 15 years. I mean, forever. But why is that team still in Arizona? It doesn't make sense. No, I, I couldn't tell you, man. Uh, Jacob, what's up? Thanks for jumping in, ripping on the Canucks. Hey, at this point, I love it. I know I'm wearing a Canucks, uh, you know, hoodie right now, but rip on the Canucks. They, they deserve it. They really do. Especially the defense. Arizona has elite TV viewership numbers. That's why I, I somehow don't think that's necessarily true. Although I don't actually know the numbers, um, especially with the team that they're putting out on the ice. I just don't feel like the the TV numbers are that great. And and that team loses money every year. So I don't think anything is really killing it for them right now. Um, They've got Yotes, nothing going for them. I don't see sold them out that team. arena. I mean, it's it's basically well a junior done. hockey rink. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jacob also says trade Bo and fire Bruce. There we go. I don't know about firing Bruce. I think we should let him finish the season. I, I, I can't think so. say this is his fault. And it's it's just not. I mean, I I mean, losing seven games in a row is not a good look. But it's just not a good look firing two coaches in a matter of less than twelve months. It's How just, is it? It's just not the coach's fault that they blew those leads. It's it's not. And again, when you have to fire two coaches in what is it, eleven months? When, when did Travis Green get fired? I don't even remember. Like two months in? Yeah, so let's say in, 10 months. Like you fire two coaches in 10 months. I mean, then it's clear that's not the coaching. That's not the problem. The Canucks were in a pretty legit hole before they fired Green last year. Yeah. Uh, here, Elias, thank you so much. December 6th. There you go. So, I mean, yep. yeah, 10 months. Yep. Um, and then you bring in the new coach, and he doesn't turn it around right away. Man, that then it's a complete shit show. There's nothing to say about it. It's just I'll always remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Um all right, Jack, turning we, point for sure. Yeah, we're we're gonna get back into uh Canucks talk quickly here to wrap up the episode. We're gonna get into our poll questions, and I believe we have two poll questions up. No, we only have one poll question up. I, I actually meant to post the other one, completely <laughs> forgot. Twitter, get your scheduling down. For some reason, you cannot schedule a tweet that has a poll in it. Completely oh. threw me off today. Yeah. Weird. There you go. Uh, anyways, who should be on the Canucks trade block? That's our poll question on Twitter. You can follow us at Canucks Weekly on Twitter. So who should be on the Canucks trade block? Besser, Horvat, Other, or no one? Uh, Besser My answer is yes. Is yes, all of the above. Uh, <laughs> Besser wins this one with 47%. Uh, Horvat comes in with 29%. Other at 14 and no one at 9%. Only 9% of people think that there shouldn't be a trade. 153 votes in this one. Yeah, I, I feel like what they're going to do is make an absolute splash and trade Kyle Burrows. <laughs> a big splash. Get a seventh round pick. Something like that, you know, yeah. like it's just that's that's sort of what I expect at this point. Uh, Elias saying the only untouchables right now should be PD Hughes, Pods, Hogs, and Demko. Everyone else is available. I mean, honestly, Niels Hoglander, I don't know if I'd add him into that group. I don't think he's that tier of player. I think he'd be a trade chip if, if they have to, uh, you know, move him to get some cap out. I, I think that's an option. I, I wouldn't be sorry to see it. Um, I mean, I've liked watching him play a bit, but. 
we need what we need. Here's the thing. We can't fall into this trap that we keep doing as Vancouver Canucks fans and overvaluing what we have. You know, yeah. I love Niels Hoglander and, you know, he showed some great things when you put up 13 goals, but this team needs to move forward. The Niels Hoglander is not a top six guy. He's probably a really good third line guy. That's going to bring you energy and can play up the lineup, but let's not treat him like he's a lock for the top six. Yeah. Well, just, just like bear. was a lock, right? Yeah, exactly. And hey, Elias, I, I really like Niels Hoglander if we keep him. I think there's potential. But again, I just at, at this point, when things are this drastic and you're starting to make moves, I, I don't think I'd put Niels Hoglander on that list of untouchables. I just don't think he's quite there. And, and here's the thing, too. If we're talking about making trades and making moves, teams aren't going to just take our bad players. Teams want value. Teams want young guys. If we're going to move off an Oliver Ekman Larson, we might have to package and Niels Hoglander in with that trade. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't be sorry to see something like that to get some legit young defenseman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at the end of the day, honestly, if, if it means getting rid of some bad contracts at this point, if you're actually doing a rebuild, you might have to add in a sweetener there. I just hate retaining salary. I really hope they don't do that. I, I don't like paying yeah. people to play against you. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at the uh, the comments on our poll question. Some people chiming in saying uh, Connor Garland could be on the trade block for the Canucks. I want to keep Connor Garland. I, I'd like to keep him, but I would not be surprised whatsoever if he's one of the pieces being moved. But just because there's other teams in the league that like adding a guy like him. Stanley yeah, Cup teams but, uh, like adding a guy like Connor Garland. And if true. this team is actually heading towards a rebuild, let's be honest, what use is he? I mean, he's yeah. in his prime right now. Yeah. I mean, you're right, but it's sad to say. It, it is sad to say. Because um, that's the kind of guy that you you pay to watch, you know? I agree. I agree. Lots, of, Quite a few comments, actually, for JT Miller. You can't uh, trade him. They just signed him, man. The, that, that contract is unmovable. It's too big. I, I think that I, I think that they overpaid him at this point. Um, it, I mean, it's the same thing we were saying. I, I don't dislike the signing necessarily, but it's a lot of money and we need to see some production and uh, it's, we're just not seeing it yet. I mean, sure. It's only what seven games in, but needs to pick it up or, <laughs> else, again, or else the JT Messier nickname will stick. Yeah. And, and again, it, it kind of, yeah, it it's, it's kind of makes a mockery of the whole system too. If you sign an eight year contract and then seven games in, you move the guy. I mean, come on. I mean, like on an individual basis, I think you need a little more patience. I know we've been talking about making big moves seven games in, but that's that's the one guy you probably can't move. Demko, you can't move Demko. <laughs> you can't move Demko either, or or Quinn Hughes. But just like logistically speaking, you uh, could move a Quinn Hughes. You yeah. cannot move a JT Miller right now. No, who's going to take him? No, exactly, exactly. Uh, Elias, thanks for chiming in again, buddy. Saying uh, that's true, but I believe in trading Horvat, Miller, Garland, and Besser before Hoglander. Um, you I know, would agree I, to some extent. Again, I I honestly, if things keep going this way. I don't see how Bo Horvat is a Vancouver Canucks next season. I mean, if this team wants to make bold moves, we're talking about a guy on an expiring contract that's playing well. He's still playing well right now, Bo Horvat. He'd be a great addition to a Stanley Cup team. Let's let's finally pull the trigger on a guy when he has some value. Let's stop doing this Vancouver thing where we wait until the value has plummeted and then we pull the trigger. Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess they're just holding out hope that this is a Stanley Cup winning team and it's just getting to be more and more obvious that it's not. Yeah. I mean, here and here's, again, my, my point that I keep bringing up is if they think that, then basically they're saying that what Jim Benning did was right. Jim Benning did a yeah. bang-up job here because all we've done is sign Ilya Mikhaev and Kuzmenko. That, that's it. That's, that's all this team needed. That's it. Jim <laughs> Benning had it. He had it figured out except yeah. for these two pieces. Russia. Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, terrible. So, I, I mean, I don't even know what to uh, say about this team anymore. No, I mean, we're just like, I feel like I'm going in circles on it. It's just, we need to see a move. We need to see a change. Yeah. Um, it's not working. The rot is coming down from the top. I agree. Uh, what do you think about this? Elias saying, I think he walks in free agency if he's not traded Bo Horvat. Yeah, I'd hate to see that. I would hate to see that. Um, Here's the thing with Horvat, though, is how how old is Horvat? I'm going to look it up quickly. But since he's been with this Vancouver Canucks team, it's been a struggle. It's been a disaster. So he's, he's 27 years old now. If he signs another long-term deal, he's put all of his prime years into just playing on a really bad hockey team. Every player, I don't care how much money they're making, every player wants to win the Stanley Cup. That's the goal. That's the goal here, and I don't know. If Bo Horvat doesn't think that the Vancouver Canucks give him that chance, then Bo Horvat will walk. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I could see it. He would make a great addition to a Stanley Cup winning team. You know, like, if he would, he could be a second-line center on, like, any team in the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the best teams in the league would, like, him, like, I feel like that's his ideal role. Like, is if he could be a second-line center, he would be the best second-line center in the league. Well, I mean, I don't know that that's true. I mean, I think that's kind of where he's at now. He, I think he's a great, yeah, he's a great second line center. That's the perfect spot for him. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, that's where he's at now. But I just think that the losing is is too much at this point. You know, I, he's not going to win us a cup on his own. He no, needs, he not. needs the pieces. He you needs the defense. Again, yeah. he's a he's a secondary piece. He's a second tier player. I hate yeah. to say it, but he just yeah. is. I mean, he's not a game changer. He's a great guy to have, but you need your guys who are supposed to be superstars like Elias Patterson and JT Miller. Those have to be the guys that are driving the play. Yeah, well, so. we're just not seeing it. We need we need an actual superstar. Uh, the Avs right now need a two C. Who wouldn't want to go there? Great point. Yeah, um, replace Kadri. I think, again, I think a lot of players would love Bo Horvat. Even if they already had that 2C locked up, having Bo Horvat as your third-line center, I well, mean, that's that's not that's bad fantastic. at all. Um, but, yeah, Jack. He, he could put a team over the edge. He could. I I, I really think he could. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap it up here, let's let's bring it back to our earlier discussion. When do, when do we get this first win? Let's take a look at the upcoming games and, and give out some predictions here. I, I will always have to say that I'm hoping the Canucks will win every game. Um, so we got Canucks, Kraken, yeah. Penguins, Canucks, and Devils, Canucks. So Canucks, Kraken, what's your score prediction on that one? Oh, man. It's it's so tough At right now. Because, like, so I tough. could see it just – I could see them getting shut out every game as much as I want them to win every game. So I, I – Three two Canucks is what I want to see. I want to see them get that solid win, you know. 
Um, for your sake, I hope they win and win that game against New Jersey. I can't see them winning against the Penguins in any circumstances right now, which is insane because yeah. the Penguins should not still be good after 15 <laughs> years of success. I know. Well, um, we've been and, bad for 15 years. Well, I mean, what? They've missed the playoffs like once? Once, I twice. think. Yeah. Like, and even then it was close, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to – the Canucks cracking. I'm also – Cross my fingers. I think that's the first win for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm going to yeah. say 4-2. Uh, again, Pearson with the empty netter. Always Pearson with the empty netter. Um, okay, Penguins-Canucks. What, what do you think about this game? 4 nothing. 4 nothing for the Penguins? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think the Penguins are going to win this one as well. Uh, let's say a low-scoring event. It's going to be 2-1 for the Penguins. Um, then Devils-Canucks. Since I'm going to the game, they will lose 4-1. <laughs> Uh, that's my prediction. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. Or, or like that Chicago game we went two years ago together. One oh, that was one of the worst hockey games I've <laughs> one seen. In my nothing. Life. One I, nothing. I'm, in, I'm including minor <laughs> hockey when I say that was one of the worst <laughs> hockey games yeah. I've ever seen. That was hilariously boring. We got some predictions from the fans saying not against Pittsburgh, probably will beat the Devils. Big shout to Connor, by the way, for jumping on uh, this live stream. Elias saying, I think they win against Anaheim on November Yeah, 3rd. well, Anaheim's 31st in the league, so yeah, and, better and hope so. If they win against the Ducks, if they only win against the Ducks, that would mean the team went 0-10 to start off the season. Um, you know what? <laughs> just because that's a nice round number, I could see it happening. Uh, Connor is saying Kraken are off to a flyer. I'm not confident on beating them. Uh, what What is the Kraken record right now? Um I'm going to take a quick look at the standings before we wrap this I, up I've, here. I've been avoiding the standings lately. <laughs> uh, the Kraken are 3-3-2. Three, three, and two. So, I mean, they're, they've are they been playing all right hockey, a lot better than the Vancouver Canucks. Elias is saying 5-1 for the Penguins. Um, yeah, so there we go. There we go. There's our sad. predictions. Sad, very sad. I mean, let's hope that the Canucks – pull a three-game winning streak out of their ass by the time we talk uh, next Wednesday on this podcast. But I'm just not hopeful. I mean, at this point, I'm hoping for one win. And, hey, if we're going to lose, let's push it to overtime. Get the loser point. And and you know what? If we're going to lose, let's tank. Because I I don't want to miss the playoffs by six points and then get a middling draft pick. Like, that's just... We need Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard loves the Vancouver Canucks local boy. Let's tank for Bedard at this point. For once. For once, let's get someone. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jack, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Man, I I don't know. I'm just so disillusioned and depressed, and I just want to see some success. I want to see a move. Uh, let's go. Come on. Like, yeah. pull this together. Make some changes. Get by, the time, by the time we talk next week, let's just hope something has changed. I mean, even something. if I'm not happy with the move, even if it was they fired Bruce Boudreau, I just want to see something change by the time we talk next week. Kyle Burrows for a seventh. There we go. Bucket, people. <laughs> Bucket. All right, folks. Uh, last quick shout out. Follow us on Twitter at Canucks Weekly. Follow myself uh, down here below at DYL underscore Kazer. Jack, we're going to find you on Twitter. DJC Friedman. Hit me up. Get Jack some followers. We need to we need to boost up those uh, those numbers. Those are Canucks looking numbers right now. There you go. Oh man. <laughs> that, okay, that, I'm sorry. That's 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 low. That's low a low blow. Low blow. Right low blow. <laughs> All right, folks. That's it. We'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs>